I woke up that morning and suddenly the thing I had been fighting for all those months before just didn't seem important. My usual thank you God for the day you have given, saying that even before my feet hit the ground prayer, it just wasn't there. My heart was heavy and my mind was distracted and life at this point was hard. I was waging a spiritual battle, walking through something I didn't ask for and something I had never anticipated. Mental, physical, and emotional stress was at the point where maintaining faith, it really seemed exhausting. And I wasn't sure I could really muster the energy to even take another step. But out of habit, I reached for my Bible, I opened it, and I began to read one of the many accounts of the life of Moses. And on this day, my Bible plan had me in the book of Exodus, looking at chapter 13, verse 17, through chapter 15, verse 21. I've read this area of scripture so many times. I don't even know how many times I've read it, but this time, something was different. Hi everyone, I'm Jessica Hartzold and you're listening to the She Chooses podcast. This is a place where we work intentionally to harness decision-making power by allowing God to open our eyes and give us the courage to make the choice that leads to obedience to his plan. We're getting ready to dive in. So I want you to go grab some coffee, get a notebook, or pop in some earbuds while you work. Whatever you have to do, get it done, because we're going to get started. So there I was, sitting in my bed with this ho-hum sort of attitude, feeling spiritually exhausted, reading this account in the Exodus. Again, it's something I can't tell you how many times I've read, but this time something was different, which is something you find as you work to develop that spiritual discipline of Bible reading. Repetition unlocks revelation. Have you ever read a piece of scripture over and over again and suddenly felt the hand of God reach down and unlock new understanding, allowing you to read the same words, yet see something in a way you've never seen it before? It's like when you read it, the word it transforms into this chisel against your carnality, and the more you read it, the more it chips away, and it unlocks this hidden gem that sits inside. That's what happened to me on this day. I sat there reading of the Israelites coming to the Red Sea. I read about their complaints, telling Moses, you know, they'd rather live the life of a bound slave than die free in the wilderness. I read those verses and witnessed a parallel between their desire to go back to a life of bondage and my sudden apathy to fight the fight I was enduring. As I sat there processing it all, my chest, it tightened as I realized the foolish nature of those Israelite people, the ones I'm consistently baffled and annoyed by, that was me. As I sat there considering my exhausted faith, wondering, is this fight really worth it? Maybe you've experienced the same and maybe you're even in that same place right now. You know, you're walking through a battle, whether it's an addiction, it's relational, it's at your job or it's at your school. No matter the kind, it, no matter the kind of attack, it's attacking your faith. And it's gotten to the point where you're just like I was. You're thinking, I give up. I don't think I can do this anymore. 
I'm tired. I just want rest. I just want peace. I just want connection. I just want this fight to be over. And these thought patterns are no different than what those Israelites faced. You know, we may have thousands of years standing between us, but those thoughts are the exact same. And there in my bedroom, I sat that morning, and there you are, wherever you're sitting, and there the Israelites stood thousands of years ago. They stood complaining. I sat considering. You sit considering. And we're also probably doing a little bit of complaining just the same. But as they stood, they faced a moment of impossibility where they're looking toward the Red Sea and they didn't see a way. God had led them to that place through miraculous events. Yet they allowed their situation to blind them, causing them to forget altogether the plagues they were shielded of, the blood of the Passover lamb that had miraculously protected their children. And they were so consumed by their surroundings that they forgot all of these powerful blessings and all the others as they stood focused on this impossibility that stretched before them. It really sounds familiar, doesn't it? In my mind, I saw the same. I knew the battle that I had been facing, and I saw the expanse that still laid ahead. The feeling of defeat was so overwhelming that I too allowed myself to be blinded of the steps that God had ordered that had brought me to that point. The steps where he had spoken promises to me, the steps where he had sent encouragement to me, that he had provided for me. All those little things that he had done in the past to let me know I was not alone, that this was not my battle, I had allowed myself to forget because I had an exhausted faith. An exhausted faith is a hard thing. You know, no doubt it was hard for the Israelites. No doubt it is hard for us. But just as we see their need to press through that doubt and to trust God in their encounter at that Red Sea, the need is the same for you and it's the same for me. When we go on and we read further into that chunk of scripture, we find that God does something incredible for his people while they stand before those waters at their point of exhaustion. As they stood there, they witnessed firsthand as impossibility transformed into the miraculous. Those waters parted, the ground dried, and the Israelites, they walked across safely to the other side. In the midst of their walking, not only did they arrive safely, but their enemy is utterly destroyed. God's plan prevailed, and his promise was realized. And you know what else? They didn't have to do a crazy thing but walk. That battle was not theirs. It was the Lord's, which really is a beautiful picture of what Jesus did for us. You and I, we have never stood physically before a sea and witnessed the hand of God part those waters so that we can walk through. However, those of us that know the gospel, we do know that just the same as God saved the Israelites from that certain doom and he destroyed their enemy, Jesus saves us from that same certain doom and destroy as he went on the cross and he died and he rose again. He destroyed death, hell, and the grave and all of that sin that tries to take us back into bondage. I guarantee you, if we sat in honest reflection, we would see that spiritually we have seen waters part. And just as God parted those deep waters for them, he's done it for us with our salvation. And he continues to part them time and time again as we walk through this life and we endure the sanctification process. We see it in the answers that come in the last moment. 
the money that shows up at just the right time, the provision that finds its way to us, or the wayward child that finds their way home, the word of encouragement that comes in the precise moment that it's needed, the job we pray for and we receive, the repair that seems to work itself out, the marriage that's doomed for divorce but ends up revived and restored, the vehicle that falls into our lap, the cry for help we plead when it comes to parenting and the help that quickly follows, the desire for a friend, and suddenly one appears. And who knows how many other times. Yet here we are again at another Red Sea moment. These moments don't seem to be a one-and-done sort of event. But each time we face them, we have these prior moments of answer and provision to draw from, which encourage us to press on through that next experience. The devil, he fights us hardest right before a miracle. Sometimes we experience moments when life feels as though taking one more step or praying one more word or reading one more scripture is just too much. It's in these moments where your faith is exhausted and you may find yourself considering just for a moment that maybe life before this point wasn't as awful as you thought. And you take on a mentality just like those Israelites thinking maybe the grass really is greener on the other side. And that, my sister, is a dangerous thought. It's one of those thoughts that we have got to be so intentional to grab hold of, take it captive, and throw it at the feet of Jesus in a spirit of repentance. It's one, it's a thought that if we allow it to linger, it's going to rob us of our joy. It's going to shift us and our focus off of God, and it's going to send us running straight back for the bondage where we were once held captive, the bondage that God has already freed us of. I wonder today if you find yourself feeling like those Israelites, standing before your very own Red Sea, considering, should I go back down the path I came? Or maybe you're wondering, maybe the old life wasn't so bad. Maybe you're even considering whether or not you should trust God to make a way where you cannot see. Is your exhausted faith causing you to question, maybe this isn't the path I should be on, and maybe this isn't the decision I should have made? If that's you, I want to encourage you to read this message in the Exodus and discover again how God performed the miraculous. As you do, understand you're not alone in your exhausted faith. People have been experiencing this throughout all time, and that God is very purposeful to include this in His Word for us to breathe in and learn from and to propel us forward. As you read these words, Allow yourself to be just as awestruck as the Israelites must have been watching it all transpire in front of them. And just as you get to what you think is the end when Pharaoh is destroyed, keep reading and learn of the revival these events led to. Those Israelites stood in awe on the banks of that river as they realized that God single-handedly performed the impossible. They witnessed the miraculous and God himself destroyed their enemy, and it stirred something inside of them. It created this Red Sea revival for them. It's the same sort of Red Sea revival that God desires for us. Acknowledging the immensity of what had just happened caused a praise to rise up in Miriam. Her exhausted faith was revived. She took up her tambourine and led the people to praise God with the Song of Moses. They celebrated God through praise, song, and dance. Reading the Exodus that day, I acknowledged I was tired. 
Yet the revival that happened on the other side of that Red Sea for the Israelites was intensely intriguing as I began to understand that if I could just press through, I was going to see the same demonstration of God's power and it would lead me to that same place of revival. I am so thankful, so thankful for the grace of God that he allowed me to see this truth in this moment. He is an on-time God. And this same truth is something I want to share with you. I want to encourage you to see, to help you to see. And I know God wants you to see it as well, because maybe you're tired too. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 tells us, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up and flames will not consume you. Deep waters and rivers of difficulty may be a surprise to us, but they are not for God. He sees them before they happen, and he lets us know right here in his word that they're coming. What a gracious God we serve. That alone makes him worthy of song and dance. His love for us is always prepping us for these things to come, and he always leaves us with a promise. We could easily be so overwhelmed by the thought, you know, anticipating those deep waters and what they may be that we might be tempted to miss the promise that says he will be with us and we won't drown. I was tempted to forget that truth as I sat on the side of my bed that morning. Maybe you've forgotten that truth as well. Maybe you yourself are standing before that same sea of decision. And if that's where you are, I want to share with you four promises from God to help encourage you. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 13 says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. John chapter 16 verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. James chapter 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Or 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through us. As I stood before my waters of decision, I was reminded of everything Jesus endured, and his promise to never leave me. I was reminded that he brought me too far to turn back now. I was reminded of God's plan of a hope and future for each of us and how he yearns to draw us to a life of freedom where we experience the abundance that comes only from his provision. This life of abundance, however, it requires something of us. It requires a decision to be made where we too, we consider how much do we trust and how bad do we want it? Does the path ahead look too hard? Does it seem insurmountable? Do we not see a way? Can we muster the energy to press through our exhausted faith? If that's where you are, and this is what you see, know with certainty that it is times like this that God uses to demonstrate his greatness as he alone leads us to our very own Red Sea revival where our faith grows exponentially and it takes us to a higher place of praise where we will celebrate just as Miriam did, with a praise that runs so deep. That praise that Miriam had, 
it radiated throughout the people. It was creating a song in their heart and a holy dance to break out among them as they were revived and God was glorified. So how about it? Are you ready to make this next step by allowing God to take you by the hand and lead you? If that's where you are, now is the time. Believe and do not doubt. Take all of this, all that you're feeling to God in prayer and pray God's promises back to him. And when moments of struggle hit, declare in the adversary's face that God is with you. You will not drown. God is holding your right hand. God will help you. God has overcome the world. You will persevere. You will withstand the test. You will receive the crown of life. Now is the time. Today is the day. Choose him. You just listened to an episode of the She Chooses podcast. I hope you found today's content uplifting, and I hope you'll take time and think about what we talked about and take it even further. Pray over everything that we discussed, that God will help you see the choice that's in front of you and also grant you the courage to make that choice. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, I encourage you to subscribe to the show through whatever platform you choose to listen on and leave a review. When you leave a review, it helps to boost the show in search results of others. And don't keep it to yourself. Take some time and share. If today's episode spoke to you, I encourage you to snag a screenshot and share it to your story or your newsfeed. Help me get the word out. Be sure to tag me on Instagram or Facebook. On Instagram, you can find me by searching JD Hartsey. And on Facebook, you can follow me by liking the She Chooses dash JD Hearts page. Sharing is so important. Too many of us are spinning our wheels trying to go it alone when God never designed us to live that way. My hope is that he can use this podcast to help shine a light into those dark moments of struggle, letting us know we're not alone and to help us see the choices in front of us and also the hope that always exists in him. So until next time, ladies, let's continue to be the she's that choose Jesus. Thank you.